Hello and welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone de Rochefort and I'm joined today by my most unruly children who won't shut up. <laughs> it's Allegra Frank. Hi. Chelsea Stark. Hi. And Ashley O. Hi. Welcome back to my studio. We were trying to debate. So when we first started the show... I usually open up the show with just a segment where we talked about something totally random, which is why we only talk about beverages ever. And we cu- I couldn't think of something today. I wanted to do the segment, and I couldn't think of something. But I just looked at myself in the TV monitor and thought about how my hair looks beautiful and shiny. And then I thought to myself, if we did a Polygon show version of Queer Eye, which would not be called Queer Eye. It would be called, like, Polygon show Please helps help you these fix your life. ladies. <laughs> No, no, we're the fixing. We're the fixers. <laughs> whoa, oh, God, whoa, Chelsea, whoa. wow. My question, <laughs> what would your specialty be? So on Queer Eye, like Jonathan is the hairstylist. Mm. Anthony cooks oh, food. Karamo is a life coach. What would, so I have, I want to know, yeah, what your specializations are. I think, well, not for me, but I, you would be the furniture decorator. You'd be you interior designer. Yeah. 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 Wait, so is that Jonathan? Nope. No. Bobby. B- Bobby. Bobby. I always get Bobby and Jonathan confused. Wait, Bobby's the hairstylist. Nope. No, he's not. That's Jonathan. What are you talking about? Wow. That's Jonathan? Yes. Jonathan with the beautiful hair Can you is believe? the hairstylist. What? <laughs> I'm looking this up. Keep talking. Okay. I thought you put your phone on airplane mode. Mm. I didn't. I put it on silent. That's different. <laughs> no, you said vibrate. I Bobby. turned it off vibrate. <laughs> so Bobby is the furniture guy. I, 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 his style is not mine, but I appreciate that he works harder than anyone else on that show. And I would also, I too, considering that like looking at furniture on Craigslist is how I just chill the fuck out, I would mm. love to redecorate people's houses for them. I don't know about the like actual remodeling shit. I don't think I could do that. Also, maybe I would just end up decorating everyone's house in French country style. <gasps> hey, Who knows? can you give me three characteristics of French country style? Because I still don't know what it is. Uh, exposed wood beams, very simple furniture, like with white drop covers on couches and chairs and things like that, and roosters fucking everywhere, but accented with Why like, are the roosters bright fucking? colors. They're not, okay, listen. <sighs> <laughs> I just want to say I stand corrected. Uh, Jonathan is the hairstylist. This is our most... Okay, also what I went to my... Thanks for being the bigger person. Oh, can I just say, I probably shouldn't say... say no, nope, don't say it. Say, no, say it. No, don't say it. Really... The table divided. Shh, 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 shh. It's, really it's okay. Anyway, Simone. <laughs> what would so, you be, Ashley? I don't... No, I, I feel like I can assign other people's. Like, I think Chelsea would be great for hair. Yes, I can make your hair a very, very beautiful color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you dye your own hair? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can recommend a beautiful color. I can color. recommend a beautiful color. I can help you pick the color out. I can help you plan the coloring. Okay. I like that. So I like I'm, that. I'm, I'm basically in Jonathan and the hands-off episodes where I'm like, this is a good idea, but someone else is doing the work. Yeah. This is what I want to put on your head. And somebody else will do it. And then we all get to do like beautiful glamour shots where we spin our hair. Okay. Yeah. I mean, 90, yeah, 90% of the episode will just be you fluffing up your hair or doing hair flips or whatever it is that people do when they have really great hair. I don't know. It'll be like, it'll be the black and white style, but my hair will be the only thing in color. It's like Sin City, but for hair. Yes. For <laughs> hair specifically. I feel like I would be Anthony because he's the most <laughs> useless of the four. Uh, and five. Just, of the five. Oh, oh my God. It. Do you even watch this show? I do. I watch it and then I fall asleep within 10 minutes, but I've seen it. I've you, been in the you, same room. You, you've seen that there are four, maybe I've seen five. at least four Maybe people. there are men. <laughs> Who knows? The Fab Four is the Beatles. So I like, unlock a whole be new Paul. Okay. Okay. Paul. So you're no, in charge no, no. of the singing. I'm Anthony. Uh, because I can't cook. And <laughs> just come in. Well, the opposite. Anthony's supposed to teach them to cook. Yeah, <gasps> I, I would teach them how to heat up soup, and I would teach them how to game the system at Whole Foods so that you can get as many different kinds of nuts, but only pay You're one You're off price. the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is what we need. No, it's not. She's promoting theft on oh, national oh, television. Oh, okay. It's Game Whole Foods. It is gaming the system, so you're not supposed no, to mix that's... things at Whole Foods, but I always do. And then I kind of shake up the bag so I can tell. Okay, uh, this after... Is in fact, theft, yes. After reconsidering uh, Allegra's qualifications, we have decided to move forward without her on the show. Maybe she's uh, also... 
We'll so I was have... right. There's only four. <laughs> wait, there are four of us. Yeah, there's three, wait, there's three now. Wait. Oh Jesus Christ! The the what's a so it's I don't the know fab what five the Fab Four the thoughtful three. What? But we didn't. I have no talents. Okay, listen. The neither, thing is, I think neither does Karamo. It's okay. <laughs> no, he's a wonderful, <laughs> understanding, empathetic human he's being. He's really good at driving a van. It's a, it's a truck. <laughs> Why are you so, so wrong? So my co-host, instead of looking at what I'm good at, decided, Ashley, you can drive the truck. <laughs> Fuck you. Ashley, I would actually really like you to drive the truck, but I didn't say that that would be your only skill. I don't want Ashley to drive the truck. I think Ashley would be so excited to drive the truck because she gets to drive the truck. You're you're just like, you are the adult talking to baby like, do you want to do this important job where you get to rinse the vegetables when we cook? Good job, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to drive the truck, Ashley? I just know how much you are. Why don't I just jump in front of the truck? No, That's my job. I actually do think that you would be a good life coach. Because you're not good at taking care of your own life. Yeah. But I think that you'd be really good at motivating other people. No, I wouldn't. You'd be like, please get your dog. No. You would tell it like it is. Get your dog a job. No one, if you think about it, actually, no one really wants to hear it like it is. Everyone's like, yeah, I want to hear what you really think. And then you say it. And then they either get mad at you or they never want to talk to you again. That's true. See? She knows. So I won't. So you have to. So you'll just be there in the background, <laughs> just standing. <laughs> Your segment's just you sitting in the, like a living room with the person oh. watching TV. Oh my god! Maybe it's while you guys are making them over and helping them out. I write a dramatic fan fiction. Yes, about the episode. But none of you have ever read my fan fiction, so my skills are why is that Uh, because it's like all fucking i read allegra's fan fiction yes you did it was very dark it was yeah delight well all right let's talk about what we're playing and watching this week ashley you are experiencing something that every 90s kid can remember you're watching Friends for the first time. Well, I, I have seen Friends before, like when it was just on TV a lot. But like I never watched them in order. They would just mm. sort of like air it and I would just watch it whenever it was on. Um, so this time I'm finally watching it chronologically. And even though like I know, you know, some of the storylines already, it is so weird to watch it again now, I mm-hmm. think, and like especially from season one, because then there are like so many episodes where you're like, this entire episode wouldn't even be an episode today where it's like Chandler is waiting, like his answering machine, his and Joey's answering machine, some girl's like, hi, this is so-and-so, I'm looking for Bob. Those are my legs in the James Bond poster. Do you want to get together for one more night, Bob? <laughs> and they're all like, oh, my God. And then he, like, picks up the phone. He's like, uh, yeah, this is Bob. Uh, why don't we meet at Central Perk at 5 tomorrow? And then they do, right? And then there's this whole other thing. And I'm like, dude, this you can't do this. <laughs> like, the fact that sometimes they wait around for people. They're like, yeah, I'll meet you there. You can't text them. You don't know if they're late. You don't know if they're going to stand you up. That makes me so anxious. And yeah. then the worst one was when Ross goes to China for a year, and then he comes back. This is when he like used to like Rachel, and Rachel's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And Classic then, Rachel. and then, and then he comes back with a girlfriend, <gasps> Julie, who is uh, Chinese American, I believe. And then Rachel greets him at the gate, and then she has all these flowers. She sees him walk out, and she's just flabbergasted. She's like, oh my god, I can't believe he, he has his arm around this other girl. And I, I mean, I tweeted about this earlier because I was just so in disbelief. I was like, this never would have happened if you just followed him on Facebook or checked his fucking <laughs> Instagram. Because yeah. I guess like um, they can't talk while he's in China. Well, and like think about it too, because like they wouldn't even really have they didn't have Skype back then. Mm. So like either it's a really expensive long distance call yeah. or like not everyone also has a computer, so you wouldn't might be able send to a postcard email? to my friends and be no. like, Hi, I have a girlfriend. No, you know you know Ross. Even if he did like make a phone call or send a poster, he'd be too awkward to Plus say, that, Oh yeah, I met this cool that, girl. Thing, what, what, what if he's like, hi, China's great. And then it takes like 
I don't know. What if it takes like four weeks to get to them? And then what if his life has changed? No idea. <laughs> you just don't know. You don't know. How long does the mail take? It does not take four weeks for mail to go to chi- from China to know. America in not anymore. But the cell phone man. situation. Didn't, no, it took ten days for mail to cross the Atlantic in the 1920s. It does not take four <laughs> weeks in 2000. The Pacific is big. It is bigger, so it'd be like maybe. But Friends is super strange with like. Okay, so I also had this. Maybe it's because I grew up with the show. But I assume that they're always like ten years older than me or something like that, like significantly oh, no. older. Oh, and no. then I'm yes, and then I'm watching this, right, right. And I was like, wait, how old are they supposed to be? Like in their thirties, right? Oh, no. And then I was like, yeah, like no, probably where I am now. And then I looked it up. Mm-mm. They're like twenty five. What? Twenty six. That's twenty nine. One of them is like, oh yeah, Monica is, I think, twenty six in season one. Fuck off. And That's then. And then I looked at her, and I, I like we were just like, uh, "Is it part yeah, of it? Is there no. haircuts?" But no, that's but, back when people were cast for much younger than they were. But I no, no, doubt no, they but, were that but, old. But then though. I looked at ho- how old Jennifer Aniston was mm-hmm. when she filmed Friends, and I think she was my age, like mm-hmm. twenty nine. Okay, but she doesn't, and she was. I don't know. They okay. are cemented in my mind as like being in their mid thirties. Like, how old was David Schwimmer? Oh, I don't Ancient. know. But they yeah. were but they were like older uh, than What if all of them were like in their twenties and then in real life David Schwimmer was like forty eight? Yeah. <laughs> I mean he I went on he went on right after that to doing uh Band of Brothers, which is like the most old man thing you could ever do. <laughs> but so. but then yeah, there was this scandalous. He episode was twenty eight. Where oh! Where um, sorry, <laughs> that's disgusting. Where Monica accidentally dates this 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 dude. She's like, oh my god, I said I was so much younger. He's a senior in college, and everyone's like, oh Monica, that's weird. And I'm just like, yeah, girl, that's weird. You're 30. She's not 30. So okay, she's 20. So she's 20. She said she was like, well, I said I was um 23. I'm actually not. And the guy, you know, was like, oh wow, that's a big difference. I was like, 23 and 26 isn't a big difference. And I was bitching about how like um. Did this show make a bigger deal of age gaps before? Uh, no, because then that kid later was like, oh, I'm actually not 21. Uh, I'm 18. And I was like, okay, nope. No. Still gross. Okay, bye. Wait, have your age plus seven, though. No, Wait. that's still too young. 20. Yeah. I very much follow that rule. You, you date a lot of t- half your age plus seven people? Question mark? Um, don't don't no, answer you that. Don't. So do you, You're a baby. You're I like don't date anyone. <laughs> anyway, yes. Continue. Actually. So I've never actually watched Friends either. Like not even just randomly when it was on. I feel like for me, it's at this point, it's like junk food TV. I just yeah. like to have it on in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm not like mm-hmm. super glued to it yeah. or anything. There are actually times where I like completely gloss over a story. I'm like, I'm not going to go back to that episode. Let's just keep trucking ahead. <laughs> just keep moving. Never stop swimming. Chelsea, you have been playing Nino Cooney too. I'm How not, do you feel about it? I'm not super far, so I'm kind of waiting for my opinion to change after hearing this. Like a lot of people were like, "This game's great," and I've played about two to three hours. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just like, "Um, okay, the the it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is significantly different from the first game. Mm-hmm. So it is no longer these weird like turn-based battles with like Pokemon-esque things that you've collected. Now it's you, Roland." The president. I thought you were <laughs> President Roland. The president. You've got a ponytail for some reason. Yes. No. Yes. Roland's got a very luxurious ponytail. No, but we need to talk about Evan. Evan. Ed, and then King Evan, who is half Grimalkin, which is a cat man. Kevin for short. <laughs> so he's Kevin. Evan. Kevin. Kevin. Get it? I get it? Kevin. Sorry, I'm trying to find pics of these people. I like Evan's, like, 90s boy band haircut. He has a 90s boy band haircut and, like, poofy pants and a cat tail and cat ears. He's half cat and he only gets the tail and ears. What's the melted Simpson, Lisa Simpson thing? Oh, God. I actually have not met her in this story, but I've seen... But I have met these things called Higgledies, Mm -hmm. which are kind of, like, also melted Lisa... They're, like, little (laughs) fairy things that kind (laughs) of look like... If you inflated the head of a Pikmin. Oh, that's uh, not the same thing as, uh, what's his name before in the no, first one? No, it's not the same as Snippy? 
What is no. drippy. drippy? Drippy. I was so drippy. close. He had a he had a weird uh, septum piercing that was a lantern. <laughs> I, I hate that. And he had a very annoying. I think oh, the yeah, that Scottish was bad. accent. Scottish. Oh, yeah, God. it was like a fake bad Scottish it was accent. Not great. So, uh, bad. so this overall, like Evan, Evan is not nearly as annoying as the protagonist in that game, and he's not the only character you're playing. So you can control both Evan and Roland. You you have a party. You switch between them. It's active battles, which is good. But the active battles so far have been like I'm just like. Slash, slash, slash. It's it's all dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next battle. Like, it doesn't... So instead of being tedious, it's, it's faster just, but tedious. It's like playing... <laughs> right now, it could get more complex, but right now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm playing a Dynasty Warriors game. Oh. It's just, like, really repetitive It's or very, something. very repetitive. feel. Um, no. So, but a lot of people... And it also, they interrupt for, like, very short cutscenes a lot. So oh. that I'm, like, I'm just trying to... Get through the tutorial stage. Not enough time to dip a baguette in olive oil and balsamic vinegar what? and eat it. Is that in the game? No. It's in my life. That's, oh. that's, she, that's how she measures the cutscene length. Yeah. Is it enough time for me to comfortably do that and then wipe my fingers off before I pick up the controller? Definitely again? not in Overwatch. No, I, no, I was eating Cadbury mini oh eggs. Ooh! <laughs> Wait, how do you guys feel about Cadbury eggs? They're so divisive. They're very good. Wait, I, <laughs> they're so divisive. They are. People either love them or they hate them. Why I think do you I so love them. I think they're, they're great. Good. No, okay, so my favorite, my favorite Cadbury eggs, though, are the ones that are kind of like candy coated little ones those are the oh those. oh and the mini eggs those are good too oh, I love those. but i like the bigger no, 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 ones no. i like the big the one ones too but fondant i like in there. a big creamy egg yeah that's like the crunchy fondant mm. i love them the creamy eggs wait mm. crunchy the big one love getting cream in those eggs mm. it's like a crunchy candy coating and then chocolate yeah, the those are eggs. good. Uh, but I'm talking about the, the ones with the fondant center that is colored to look like an egg yolk. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, oh. I, do, I do like those, yes, but yes. I would not recommend eating six of those. Oh, no. no Instead, I can just eat like six. Six small eggs. Little eggs. As you're playing Nino Kuni 2, a game that you are kind of lukewarm I on want at it, the moment. No, I want people want to, to love more. I want to love more because lots of people have said this is a very good game. And I'm, but. Do you ever have this problem in video games where you're like, everyone's told me this is good. Mm-hmm. When is the when does the good happen? When does it get good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've definitely had that happen to me. Because right now it feels like I'm playing a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's told you it's good? Who did this? Colin Campbell. Colin no, Campbell. no. Jeremy Parrish. Jeremy nope. Parrish. Uh, Cameron Kunzelman. Cameron Kunzelman. He was the one who reviewed it for us. But Chris Plant also said it's good. Hmm. Uh, our, can we trust him? our producer Ross Miller said it is fine. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that we can trust him either. Um. So well, to be fair, you're only what like two or three hours. You said yes. It's still pretty. So early. no, that's. But I mean, this this happens in lots of fiction, right? Where you're like. I know this book will get good if I just keep reading, or this game yeah. will be good. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get to that point and carry all your expectations with you. Mm-hmm. I find, but I do hope for you. I do hope better. for me and Roland, and Evan. Pray for Chelsea, Evan, and Evan. I love Kevin. Kevin. Pray for Kevin, <laughs> King Evan. I. The, <laughs> there are some good things. Um, I do like that they've already changed up the formula from the yeah. last game. That is that That's is good. Already better. Allegra. Tell me about the fact that you're playing Pokemon Go again. Yeah. So they added this big new feature in Pokemon Go uh, called research tasks, which are basically daily quests. So every day tells you like a couple of things that you need to do. And if you do them, you get rewards. So like. Wow. So they're instituting mobile game mechanics from 2005. Yeah. Sick burns. I'm sorry. They're actually incentivizing you to play the game every day, which is interesting. Um, So it'll be like catch 10 Pokemon, spin five Pokestops, and then if you do the thing, you'll get like an item. Uh, And so I've been trying to do those because it's way more fun than just like. Oh, here's the same fucking Pokemon. I'll just keep swiping a ball at it. I don't turn care. Turn it into candy, grind it down, and feed it to my friends. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've been trying to get back into that because if you do it, if, like basically, if you do it seven days in a row, uh, you'll get like a special reward, which is usually like you can fight a legendary Pokemon or whatever, Ooh. which is cool. Although I never collect those, but like it's still fun to have a thing that wants me to play every day, which is most yeah. mobile games. But like. It took Pokemon Go two years to figure that out. I can't believe it's been two years. Yeah. I like what you're saying about there being a sort of larger overarching goal because to me, like, spinning a Pokestop five days in a row Mm -hmm. sounds 
annoying. Yeah. But if I knew, like, okay, I could fight a Zapdos if I do that, maybe I would be more compelled to do it. Yeah, and the thing that's cool is, like, if you spin a Pokestop or do some other stuff, you get a new task. So it's not the same task every day. Mm -hmm. And you can actually, like, delete the tasks you don't want to do. So you don't have to do everything. I think you just have to do, like, three of the tasks What are the tasks you, you always delete? Uh, raid battles. Oh, mm. yes. Because those are freaking annoying. I always delete those. Um, so, yeah, I usually do, like, catch the Pokemon, transfer the Pokemon, and it changes every day, which is cool. Um, and there's so many more Pokemon now because I haven't played it in forever. So I caught all these Plusle and Minun. What and gen really cute. are they on? Uh, gen 3. Shit. Mm-hmm. Time goes by. I'm old now. Uh, Yeah, as old as Ross in the first season of Friends. (laughs) Oh gosh, (sighs) God. Um, Yeah, so I've been I've been doing that now uh, a little bit, which is like I mean I always have to pay attention to Pokemon Go because that's the only thing that Polygon employs me for. Um, But I'm actually kind of enjoying playing it again, so that's nice. And you also started playing PUBG Mobile, which is the other thing that Polygon employs you for. <laughs> I hate it. It was not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun, Allegra. So I've played, I think you guys talked about this the week I was gone, but I played Fortnite Mobile mm-hmm. and I played PUBG Mobile. And Fortnite's not on Android, so like I haven't spent as much time with that. But I really liked Fortnite Mobile. Did you play Fortnite on Jeff's iPad, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I played it as well. Yeah. I have yet to play it on a phone. I love that everyone has borrowed one person's iPad. 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 Thanks, Jeff. Because they sent out the beta. There was a moment easier on the iPad. Oh, it's so much easier, and that's why. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is that I played PUBG on the phone. Yeah. And it was a nightmare experience. Yeah. So last night I was in my bed and I was like, well, I I can't really fall asleep. Like, let me just freaking finally play PUBG. And like, I mean, I have a phone with like a kind of big screen. I have the Galaxy. Yeah, your phone's bigger than my phone. Yeah. Um, S7 Edge. Make them kiss. Yeah. Chelsea's making our phones kiss. Chelsea and my phones are are making out. Wait, no. Not me and the phone. It's (laughs) Chelsea's making out with my phone. Uh. Polygon has an anti kissing agenda, and you need to get on board with it. No Chelsea. Kissing. Excuse me, as managing editor, I can make all the agendas I want. <laughs> no. <laughs> no longer enforcing that rule. Um, yeah, so I played it on my phone, and yeah, it's just so small. I could barely see like how you have to like crouch, like all those different buttons that they mm-hmm. have for that, because yeah, it's yeah. all just mapped onto the touch screen. Mm-hmm. And I hated that virtual joystick for it because I hate it's small. It so much. Um, I mean, I liked designing my character. She's really cool. But yeah. Yeah, but, but like also that's something that just happens in the game. I know. <laughs> but yeah, it just didn't feel very good. Um, I just spent a while like running, but the screen was so small. I couldn't even see if there was anyone near me. The map mm-hmm. was tiny. It's just like this is not fun on a phone. I think that I mean, yeah, we talked about this, but I do. I tried to play it on my six, which was bad for a lot of reasons. But that's even as I was com- trying to make our phones kiss. I was comparing the screen size, and the six <laughs> is so small that I'm. It, it's just like an awful experience. Yeah, um, and the thing for me is like I like PUBG, I guess, um, but I don't have an Xbox or a PC, so I can't play it any other way. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to be able to play it, but I hate playing it on my phone. I literally, so I was like running and I was watching the. Uh, count go down of like how many people were still alive and there were like 80 people left and I was like okay like I could survive but then the number stopped moving and I was like this could take forever so then I just kind of put my phone face down oh, and no. fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh my god that's the best way to play I've ever heard I was like this is taking just, too long just like hide in a bathroom and then put it down to go to sleep Weird. What place did you finish in? I don't know because when I woke up, my phone was dead. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I literally woke up at three in the morning. I was like, oh, better check my PUBG You're stats. So oh. So stupid. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, this is boring. I'm just going to take a break. I was just standing in the open. No, a late crop. It was so boring. Yet another bot player. <laughs> did you Did you even have clothes on? No. 
<laughs> Wait, I had a mask. I had like a really a cool mask and steel underwear mask. standing in the middle of a field. <laughs> I had an afro, a Typical really cool Saturday steel night. mask, and then like a broad pansies. Good luck. First of all, <laughs> literally, I was in the middle of an open field. Lost on the way to the fashion show, Allegra Frank. Oh my God. But that's your response to it. This could take a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to like, quit mm. out. No, no, I'll no, just no. leave it on and then I won't look at it and then I'll go to sleep this is an animal crossing why did they just close the game oh god I literally was just like I'm not gonna close this maybe when I look at it again of course your phone's gonna die you left that running and then you went to sleep you weirdo alright let's talk about some news this week (laughs) poor Allegra she's so mad you Stupid Allegra. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid Allegra. forgetful Allegra. Life coach Ashley O. No, telling not. it like it is. That's not a life coach thing to say. Yes, it is. A life is. coach thing to say is like, Allegra, instead of putting your phone face down, which is a metaphor for your vulnerability and openness to the world, maybe you should face your fears in your underwear behind this tree. And line up with everyone else to die. Whoa. I don't okay, know where that okay, went. Okay, I'm so sorry. It was okay. supposed to be motivational. I shouldn't be on the show. <laughs> I want you on the show. I don't want to be the truck driver. You don't have to drive. I'll drive the truck, first of all. I love I driving trucks. Also, truck she, Simone may be the only one here with a driver's license. No, I have a driver's license. I love to drive. She Whoa. loves to drive. She loves so to drive, but she will not drive truck. So, yeah, but like, you guys won't let me in the house. She'll be like, wait outside, Ashley. <laughs> That's because you'll come inside and tell me to wait in line to die. Why don't you do the food? I want to, but Allegra wants to do the food. I can drive the truck, by which I mean I'll sit in the driver's seat and someone else, I'll just like sit on someone's lap, like in our No, just you can be the person when the hazard lights are on and we can't park and you have to be in the driver's seat. Wow. <laughs> and the police keep going. I'm like, sorry, they're coming back. Ashley is going to be the new food person. Allegra is going to come into the person's house and criticize every DVD and video game and album that Ooh. they own. And oh. on that note, what did you think of Ready Player One? Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Did In case you missed it, this it? is our segue into what, what's going on Good this job. week. Good <laughs> job. I'm the only one who saw it, huh? Yes. Did I'm, any I'm of you not read paying. it? I, I did. I actually want to see it. I oh. want to hear about your salty takes. Oh, my because God. Because Ross reviewed it for Polygon, and he enjoyed it. He said it was like fun and silly and like an enjoyable like kind of popcorn romp. I know that you are salty. I find it salty hard to... I like my popcorn <laughs> when I'm romping. I find it hard to enjoy many things, but this was <sighs> one of the worst movies I have ever seen in a theater. Why? Was it worse than Passengers? Oh, pass- yes, it was worse. Wow, really? I was so bored. I literally went to the bathroom. I did. I kind of needed to pee, but then I just hung out in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I just like peed in two seconds. And I was like, I'm not missing anything. <laughs> Took some selfies. Did it Pokemon my Go Daily Quest? Played Pokemon Go for a second. Yeah. It's like, I am literally not missing anything. And I've read the book, so I know the whole story. And mm-hmm. I hate the book. Um, so I guess I came in with a slight bias. But yeah, Ross said it was okay. Chris Plant said it was okay. Ross said it was okay. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe it's better than the book. Like, maybe the action at least is fun. No, it's so bad! Everything about it is so bad. It's just like fucking nerdy-ass white man nostalgia fantasy trip, as if we haven't seen that before. And I just hate the conceit of like, oh, I'm 17, but I only know vaguely obscure 80s references. Like, there was this one part where the villain dude, whose name I don't know, I don't know what his role was, like, it's so muddled and dumb, and I read the book, and I still (laughs) didn't know what was going on. Um, (laughs) He was talking to the main guy, whose name is Wade Watts, Mm -hmm. and... um, he was trying to prove, like, no, oh, I like, I'm one of you. Like, I love pop culture. And he had someone feeding him lines of like pop culture to reference. So he was like, yeah, like, I want to do a whole level of our VR game based off like classic 80s high schools, uh, like from John Hughes movies. And then Wade was like, oh, are you going to do it based off Ridgemont or some other shit? And then in 
the control room, the guy's like, no, he's trying to psych you out. He's referencing Ridgemont High. You need to reference the Breakfast Club. And I was like, this is unreal. This is so stupid. I can't believe someone wrote this into a movie. Like, it was- Wait, this is like a power nerd fantasy for knowing too much trivia. Yeah, it literally was like mm-hmm. a trivia battle. Oh, and it was boy. So- to be fair, that specific, th- those specific pairing of words uh, makes Sounds me want amazing. Yes. Trivia battle. Trivia battle? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, up. that would be no, fun. Um, but, but no, that, that sounds like very... Yeah. Uh, basic. And the action wasn't good. The characters had no personalities. Like we were talking, we were like, how would you define the main character? And I was like, he's white teen, he has brown hair, and he's horny. Like I have no (laughs) other traits. There are no other traits. Same girl? (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) No. Actually, yeah. I guess that's you. Not same. Not same. (laughs) Not a teen. Well, I could be. Um, (laughs) It was just like so ridiculously boring and no self-awareness and like offensively dumb. Oh, God, I was very disappointed. Here's my question, because I read the book uh, a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And it was a book that I read that I was like fine all the way until the end. And then the end made me mad. And then I read Armada and then went back and hated. I was like, wait. This isn't the only thing he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my question is, uh, in the end of the book, they really like kind of fetishize his relationship with the, the uh, you know, like the female lead. Mm-hmm. And I found it kind of gross. Like that was just the whole object and she kind of like lost agency. Did that happen in the movie too? Yeah. I mean, I guess she was a little bit more she was kind of a damsel by the end she was like respected as being like a really good whatever the freak player in this world egg hunter but um mm. <laughs> cadbury she's a good a good cadbury <laughs> egg hunter for you. but yeah i she basically was like the love interest immediately for no reason like wade was just like wait don't go i love you and it's like you met her three scenes ago that's kind of i felt like it was very abrupt in the end you're like wait why are they kissing yeah it was so gross also there was a horrible <laughs> moment i was seriously like covering my eyes so i was like i don't want to see these white ass teens kissing Mm-mm. uh there was this one scene that was so i literally shouted in the theater i was like this is body shaming and homophobia because oh, no. one like wade's best friend was oh. like oh you it, this was probably in the book too it was his best friend mm-hmm. in the book uh, sorry spoilers for people I guess because his best friend in the book is like oh it's a dude just like him except it's actually a black girl who's a lesbian right? Yeah. but then about the girl that Wade's in love with he was like I mean dude you shouldn't go after her like maybe it's a guy maybe he's 300 pounds and it's like maybe he is a 300 pound guy what the hell I got yeah. so mad oh my god oh, yeah, yeah. That's very it was dope. very offensive I just hated how they handled her character because I was like oh you like she was super like super on the same level as Wade having some dimension as much as the book had. And then it was suddenly like, nope. It's yeah. kind of like a punchline that she's a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the Polygon Show's review of Ready Player One by Allegra Frank, it's who has bad. seen it. Never <sighs> see it. Don't see it. Ashley I'm going to go said, see it. No, don't <laughs> Do it. see it. Do no, it, Ashley. I don't want to spend my $16 on this movie. Okay, we movie spent eight fifty. Also, Movie Pass. We spent eight fifty on a Tuesday. This episode of The Polygon Show is brought to you by Quip. If you're a person with a mouth, it's likely that you don't brush your teeth for a full two minutes or change your brush head on time or brush twice a day. You're human. It's fine. Quip gets that. So they've designed the perfect electric toothbrush. Ashley, how do you feel about your Quip? I actually really like it a lot. That's baller. You are mm-hmm. you, do you find is it helping you brush your teeth evenly and in a timely manner? Definitely a timely manner. I do like that it kind of signals to you when you should switch sides. Mm-hmm. And I also really like that. <laughs> this sounds really stupid, but it came with like this manual that told you like brush at this angle instead of these like doing these grandiose circle strokes. Do these short small ones, and I was like, oh shit, have I been doing it? It's like a strategy guide for your teeth. Yes. You're brushing on the next level now. 
So Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. Ashley, did you stick it to your wall or is it like sitting? In oh, your... I stuck it to the mirror. You stuck it to the mirror. It's really nice. It comes with a thing that you get to stick. It's, it's, it's it really slug. sticks. And then it really freaking sticks. It doubles as a travel case. Yes. It's so good. It sticks. Mm -hmm. And it has guiding pulses, as Ashley mentioned, that alert you when to switch sides, so you're not spending all your time brushing one side of your mouth while you're spacing out. You're switching sides. You're brushing all, all, however many teeth that are in there. Uh, and because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip's subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. From the bottom to the top, they know how to take care of your teeth. Yes, that sounds about right. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did. Find out for yourself why. Ashley, you already know. But I'm going to tell you anyway, and you can tell me if you have any questions about it. Quip starts at just $25, first of all. And if you go to getquip.com slash polygon right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That is, again, your first refill pack free, so that's like three months of good teeth. And then three more months of good teeth on top of that. And then you have six months of good teeth. Ashley, can you remember the last time you had six months of good teeth? No. There you go. There you have it, folks. Getquip.com slash polygon. That is spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash polygon. Thank you so much, Quip, for sponsoring this episode of The Polygon Show. Overwatch is bringing back its Uprising event this spring. So last year's Uprising event was that PvE mission. Uh, it was like Tracer's first mission against the Omnics in London. Was it London, Ashley? Mm -hmm. it oh, right, London. when Mercy has King's her mom Row. haircut. <laughs> Mercy with yeah, mom when haircut, Mercy yeah. looks like a fucking soccer mom. I hate that shit. <laughs> she looks so great. Tracer looked so cute. But they're doing this year a different one. I think it's called Retribution. Yes, mm -hmm. it's called Retribution. And... We don't know exactly what it is. It's yet. totally a Blackwatch mission. But it's totally a Blackwatch mm -hmm. mission. But we don't know exactly what it is yet, well, but it has to do with Blackwatch. Yeah. Which means it's my shit. So we definitely, because the, the comic was released today, um, we definitely know that there's Genji, there's Moira, there's Reaper pre-Reaper. So there's like a we're going back to Reyes and not Reaper. And we'll hear more of Eric's weird bad. I hate lines. I hate his like normal voice. Oh yeah. So I remember like not knowing it was supposed to be his voice until I think like the second to last day of the uprising event. Mike McWhorter was like, Ashley, you know that's Reaper, right? I'm like, what? I no. thought it was just like a dumb automated voice. He's like, no, that's He Gabriel sounds like a Reyes. robot. Oh. It just sounds boring. And I call him Eric again. Oh god. Eric. Eric. <laughs> Wait, why are you calling what? him Eric? I don't know. Who's Eric? You have done this before. It is that same mistake. Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel. Eric. Eric. Who the fuck is Eric? I don't know. Okay. Are you Googling Eric? Do you know I what am. Eric Ray is? Um, no, and there's Eric no Eric. In, there's no character that's named Eric in Overwatch. This oh is so God. bad. I'm, anyway. I'm embarrassed. Carry on. It yes. is another so, PV. Yes. Genji Moira. Event. Oh, yes. sorry. No, Genji Moira McCree <laughs> with what? his Blackwatch skin. Why? It's an event with McCree and Reaper. And then and someone team? said, like, how interesting. How can you? Someone actually did make a good point when we uh, posted our story today about the Blizzard comic about uh, the Blackwatch thing. Someone was like, "Huh." So those four, they were like, "If it's going to be anything like the Uprising event last year, which is sort of like this horde mode almost." Mm. It's going to be hard to do without a tank. There is no one. If you just think about those four, you're like, uh, <laughs> my fragile babies. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I don't know who else is going to be involved, if there will be someone. I oh, know yeah. that there are going to be two different modes like there, there was last year as well. And I think if you miss the Uprising event last year, you can play it again yes, this year. That is true. Ooh. Yes, I love Jeff Kaplan and I watch all his videos. <laughs> I 
actually cannot wait for this because it's like, those are your people. These it's, are my a. These are my people. B. This is the pl- like the part of Overwatch that I'm most invested in right now is the ongoing story, which I know I don't know if they're actually going somewhere with it. I don't care. I'm very invested. Oh in my it. god! In the comic, I mean, this isn't really a spoil. I mean, whatever. It's yes. cool. Tell me. There is like a, a point me. where um, Reaper or Gabriel Eric visits Eric. Jesus. Visit someone in the hospital who's like in critical condition. And you know who that is? That is Gerard Lacroix. <gasps> that is Widowmaker. Wow. Yeah. And so, like, this takes place, I guess, it's eight years ago. So, this is clearly like leading up to and before when Talon kidnapped his wife to, you know, brainwash her. All I want from Overwatch is just more intense, like, emotional backstory reveals like Gabriel Ray sitting at what's his name Lacroix's bedside mm-hmm. give me that i want to know what they what they how how do they know each other why does he care i feed me oh no no, no. yeah <laughs> you he, just need her all the husband uh, he was like a high ranking person in blackwatch i believe <laughs> so i think that's why Gerard was in Blackwatch, I believe, and How then I think, please yeah. at me if I'm wrong. No, don't actually. I will just check later. But then that makes sense as to why Talon kidnaps Amélie. Amélie? Because <laughs> Don't do Black that joke. Sorry. Well, I don't even know what that's from. I just it's heard from Simone It's from Bim Bam. Oh, my God. It's Justin's joke. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, appropriating no. Justin. I'm not, I'm not mad. It'll just it'll send me down a dark spiral. Why are you sure? Sh- what? Where? I'm not mad. It's just like a funny, it's an extremely... It gets stuck in my head all the time. Yes, that's what I'm saying, basically. Okay, so this is happening uh, this spring. I should actually have this month, right? I think it's next week. It's next week. Uh, 14th or something? (laughs) Which means that will mark the return, my return to Overwatch. It's this Saturday? No, no, no. Oh, you scared me. Because we are. (laughs) Ma'am, it might be April 11th. In Boston. That's a Wednesday. It's not this Saturday. For our PAX panel. For our PAX panel. PAX panel. 6 p.m. Saturday. April 6th. Condor Theater. Condor Theater. Yeah. All right. Uh, Last piece of news for today. We'll get through super quick, but it's also sad. Uh, The creator of the water tastes like, where the water tastes like wine. Oh, man. This is sad. Yeah, I know. (laughs) He posted a postmortem on Medium uh, basically talking about that game and the sort of its its launch its post launch period so Chelsea I think played this one and nope Allegra did sorry Allegra played this one it's fine I'm forgettable yeah this <laughs> listen don't don't at me uh, <laughs> this is a narrative game about basically road trip road trips across the United States and hearing stories from other travelers and it got kind of mediocre reception but mm-hmm. it's been in the indie circuit for a while winning various awards or being praised by people and the post is essentially about how despite the attention that was given to the game before its launch it was not like nobody bought it nobody bought it yeah Literally nobody bought it um it's kind of interesting because when i was at um gdc i was at a talk and the moderator was saying one of the biggest issues in games in general but like specifically with indie games is like discoverability because there's so many mm-hmm. so I think the creator whose name I forget slash couldn't really pronounce was sort of overestimating the attention and visibility of this game mm-hmm. especially because it had been kicking around since like 2014 or something like there's so many games coming out all the time that unless your game has some really really stellar conceit or something really exciting behind it it's really hard to stand out and even though this game theoretically did like has really beautiful art sting is in it although he was really sting annoying and i it? yeah sting. he's the narrator uh i hated the voice acting though, so i always played it on mute oops um sting or stained stained <laughs> It's been a while. Oh my God. Oh, I heard that name. Oh, Every here. single story in the game just starts with "It's been a while." <laughs> oh my God! I'm sorry. I so just had to confirm. Upsetting. It's been also bare naked ladies. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, this is and this is Sting. Now he's, I want to die. He's gonna be watching you play. Yeah. the whole time. He's what? always saying, "I'll be watching oh. you." <laughs> Get out! Oh, you're you're fired. I'm doing the show on my own now. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I think it really spoke. <laughs> You're on stain. I, I think it really spoke to like that big issue with indie games right now, and it's scary because like he said he sunk one hundred forty thousand dollars into this game, mm-hmm. and then he was kind of being ironic, but like it's sad. He was like, "So divide that by the number of sales," and like basically he was saying like, "Okay, so we made zero dollars. Divide that by the number, the amount of money I spent. The zero dollars. The number of hours I spent. Zero dollars. Like." He made no money off of that. Yeah. And that's, you know, four plus years of his life. And there were just so many roadblocks. Plus, like, everyone else who worked on the game. Mm -hmm. I want to, yeah, I want to talk about this because a lot of people started to, there's been a phrase in the indie community that's been thrown around in the last few years called indie apocalypse, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. before there were only a few indie games and they made lots of money, like uh, Braid and Gone Home and examples like that. But obviously, a lot of people saw that. And started to try to go indie as well, and mm-hmm. and like with we got market saturation. You know, there's mm-hmm. so many new kind of small teams working on games. There's even like indie pu- like uh, so many indie publishers, and and people just only have a limited amount of time. So it's not an indie apocalypse per se. It's just like we've reached a point where not everything that's indie and charming is going to be automatic success. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's kind of. We see a lot of Kickstarters, and I don't—I mean, we don't cover them as much on Polygon because of how many of Kickstarter fatigue and how many actually don't deliver. But we see so many Kickstarters now not reach their goal because I think people are just like, okay, we've seen all this stuff before. Like, yeah. we've seen X Bioshock devs, no, uh, you know, sh- no shade on them, but that like so many projects are like. Oh, an ex Bioshock. People who have experience in yeah. the industry yeah. doing have something different, things, you know, trying to do something different. Oh, I just meant spe- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, like sweary. Not getting support from the community. The yeah. guy who made uh, Guitaru Man. It's like, not even. It's not even support. Like it's not like the community is not rather. interested. It's just that yeah. I think people are tired of opening their wallets early for stuff, mm-hmm. and there's just so much to play. I absolutely think that's true, and I mean. Also, looking back at those games like like Gone Home, that games aren't hits that big, even if they're AAA games. Like that's that's an outlier, no matter what I mm-hmm. think section of the industry it comes from. Like mm-hmm. that was it was a talking point because everyone was playing it and experiencing it, and certainly not every indie game is like that, and not every AAA game is like that. But I think the difference is that the audience for those AAA games is automatically wider. Also, the budget for those AAA games is way, way, way higher. So the Mm -hmm. profit margins, like, to make an actual profit on those games Mm -hmm. is a lot tougher versus something like Gone Home was a lot cheaper to make. So Mm -hmm. when that does well, one, it is cool because it is, like, a much smaller game, but also it's like like how Get Out was one of the most successful movies last year, right? Because it only cost $4 million to make, and it made, like, $250 million or something. Like, Mm -hmm. That's huge. You're making a huge return on investment when your indie game does well. Um, but for AAA games, like, yeah, you have to sell a ton more to actually make money. But, and it's harder. It's just hard in general to, like, yeah. get your game out there. But, yeah, there's so many games out there that are just, like, I don't want to. It's it's people, like, breaking even at, at the best scenario. Mm-hmm. And usually the worst scenario is, like, we've lost a lot of money or a lot of time or a lot of everything because, you know, it's discoverability is hard. So many other things are hard. It's sad. It is sad. Do we want to talk about some emails? Yeah, girl. Emails. All right. I'm going to have to um, find them, and we're going <laughs> to make sure to – I'm sorry. I, Simone. I'm I sorry. literally keep thinking about Oh, wait. But to, but to – <laughs> God. No, yeah, but to add on to what you were saying, Chelsea, I remember, like, the, the very first packs I went to um, – like the whole like indie game section, right? It, like I remember at first it, it was like a moderate amount of people, and then the next time I went, and I feel like this is true like every year after that, is that it, it got to a point where like that section was so much more crowded than mm-hmm. any other place at PAX that it was like impossible to demo like any of them. Yeah, and um, I remember also at the time there too, like I was trying to just like look around and see. It wasn't so much like. 
oh, I need to play all of them. But it was just like, I just want to see what's around. Because at the time, like, you know, I wasn't reading um, Polygon.com all the time to find out. Um, so, like, that also discoverability, I think, like, at that time, a couple of years ago, was, like, a little weird, a little difficult. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, sort of my personal best shot at finding games like that. But now, like you said, it's just so saturated that, like, I honestly try to avoid that area because I'm too scared to walk there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it is consistently one of the most popular areas at PAX. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, but it, that doesn't necessarily like translate a, to sales. It's like a – but that section is almost like a real-life visualization of Steam and how yes. crowded Steam <laughs> is. Oh, God. All right. Let's talk about some emails. This one is from Grace. Dear Polygon Showers, I'm a huge wimp when it comes to playing anything vaguely horror, so in spite of many friends highly recommending the game uh, Gone Home, I refused to play (laughs) it until they assured me that there were no jump scares. Then it turned out that the game has a single tiny jump scare, which probably is nothing to most people, but was plenty for my weak, unprepared heart. (laughs) I still love the game, but there may have been a brief moment of screaming. (laughs) So my question to you all is, do you have any stories about a time when you felt betrayed by a friend who recommended a game to you, or to put it a different way, What's your Polygon home story? Oh! <gasps> I'm very sorry. Grace mm. from Minneapolis. Thank you, Grace. Hmm. Betrayed by Betrayed. recommendations. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, okay. Nino Cooney, too. Yeah. <laughs> For me, just sort of along the lines of what Grace was saying, I guess. So, Soma, did you guys play mm. that game? No. Oh, I yeah, haven't. I wanted to. I want I to. think I bought it Should on we? sale. Uh, so I really liked it. It's kind of Bioshock-esque. Is it scarier? So mm, it is scarier. So the thing is, I thought it was going to be like Bioshock-esque, and I was able to get through Bioshock, and I was uncomfortable with Bioshock because of the atmosphere, but I wasn't scared. I didn't have any like screaming episodes. <laughs> but with uh, Soma, I heard, yeah, like it's mostly the same thing. It's more atmospheric. Mm-hmm. But the difference is that you're mostly exploring this underwater area, but there are monsters afoot, um, and you have no weapons or anything. You have no means of combat, so yeah. if the monster sees you, you're like dead. But I was told, like, oh, no, it's pretty easy to escape them. Like, it's not a huge deal. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like, when they charge after you, it is frightening. And I seriously have never been so anxious playing a game. Because, Uh. yeah, there's literally nothing to do. And there's, like, pretty sparse checkpoints. So if the monster got you, you have to, like, go all the way back. No. So I was not told that, one, the monsters were, like, that anxiety-inducing. And, two, Mm -hmm. like, they would fuck up your playthrough that badly so ugh, I literally got to a point where there was a ton of monsters <laughs> and one was coming after me and I just like paused the game and shut it off and I've never played it again but now they have a new feature where you can play the game without the monsters so well, then what do you get out of it without the monsters well you have to like explore to find out the secrets oh okay so you learn oh so it's a, a story so you have a story so yeah it a it's actually a really cool a game valuable, cool narrative yeah the monsters don't add okay. anything except making my blood pressure rise so that makes me that hmm I feel like there, there's a, a lot to unpack there <laughs> About game design, but I'm not going to do it today. I have the same experience. I'm a little ashamed to admit it uh, with with Prey, actually. So I I started it. And um, believe me, I have attempted to play it a couple times. And, like, just so, you know, you get through the non-combat beginning stuff, right? And then you're free to, like, walk around. You're like, oh, my God, it's full of weird stuff. What's going on? And the thing is, is that I don't know if it's just me, but... I only got, uh, I didn't get very far. I only have a wrench or a screwdriver, whatever it is, and <laughs> a uh, like a glue gun kind of thing. But I, I don't know. I feel like the controls or just like the difficulty of like fighting some of them off is way too, like I couldn't even get to like the second area I was supposed to go to because I was like, um, I'm, well, not only are you also terrified, I mean, I think you're supposed to be because mimics could be anything, any mm-hmm. tiny little object. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, there are also these, like, bigger guys that are just, that just walk <laughs> around and you're like, okay, I guess you're supposed to sneak by them because I'm obviously too weak. They look and then like- they fucking come after you. And then I'm just like, how do you play this game? I'm so scared. And then I hid in the bathroom and the bathroom's not safe either. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, you Oh, yeah. That. 
I really would and like, then, like for more games to be story modes. Everyone is saying modes. this. Chris Grant. They're all like, Prey, so great. Prey's fucking awesome. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I love Doom. Yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, and I played this. I was like, oh my god, I'm so scared. Please, I don't know how to play this. <laughs> Just spending hours hiding in the bathroom. The- it's a bad feeling when you're like trying to force yourself to play because you're so scared, but then your body's it. like, I don't well, want this. Then I like actively start to do bad because there is a tiny ass mimic on the floor. Yes, you can beat it to death, which I've tried to do, but then I get so panicked that I start screaming, not in the game, out loud, yeah. screaming, and then I like blast this glue gun everywhere. There's glue gun pucks <laughs> everywhere. Oh. I look like I'm in a fucking like Rice Krispies commercial and I can't Ew. kill it, and I can't kill it, and I'm so scared. And then I die, and then it takes like ten hours to load again. It sucks. But the music Rice is great. Krispies commercial. There's a, like the there's a lot of glue. You can just keep shooting. Snap, crackle, pop. I think <laughs> I think you're supposed to just totally avoid the big xenomorph-esque kind of dudes. Well, I set one on fire, or he was already on fire, and then another one came at me. Oh my and god! I, don't think I can't. I, I can't. I killed one of them. That's just having a journey. Sweat. Um, that's a hard game. So you never went back to it. I tried to play it about three times, and Aww. I got too scared, it. and it was hard. Oh, I'm bad at this. Game. Next question is from Alex. As the 3DS life cycle comes to a close, I want to find time to play all the great games on the system I haven't had time for. There are several games I've gotten on sale over the years, but they have remained unwrapped on the home screen as I found my time filled with Mario, Zelda, and even activities like work that have nothing to do with Nintendo. (laughs) Are there any exclusives on the eShop that should get a fair shake before packing the rugged little thing away? Besides Pocket Card Jockey, Allegra. (laughs) Do you each have any titles you want to return to before leaving the pre-Switch Nintendo world? Alex from online. Ooh. Uh, okay. Well, I can't say pocket card jockey, but You're not I, allowed. I will also say then, uh, Game Freak, who made Pocket Card Jockey and makes Pokemon, they have another game on the eShop called Harmo Knight, which is a little rhythm game. Like you a little... never fail to impress me, Allegra. You are amazing. <laughs> I knew, I knew that you would have the answers to this because none of us do. Yeah. We, we've got nothing. <laughs> Uh, that's not my only one, but it's a fun little uh, music platformer. So you basically have to hit these musical notes. Like it'll play a song, and you have to hit the musical notes in time to make it to the end of the level. Mm-hmm. And some of the songs are from Pokemon. They have the bike song from Pokemon, which is really fun. And there's like different difficulty levels for the for each one, so yeah. you can like keep trying to get a high score. So that one's really fun and short. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty challenging too. Um, also for Pokemon fans, uh, there's Pokemon Battle Troze, which I really like. <laughs> I haven't even heard of that. It's a simple puzzle game. Uh, it's sort of like a ma- it's a match three kind of game. Uh, so there's different Pokemon on a board, and you have to like line them up. And if you get enough combos, it'll go into like Troze mode, where you can just like line up two or whatever. And the point is to try and clear the board. And every time you um, fill up the bo- or clear the board, it like sends an attack to the big Pokemon that you're fighting for each board. Like every okay. board you're fighting a Pokemon and then you can try and catch the Pokemon. So uh, it's really ooh. fun. Pokemon Battle Troze and what was the first one again? Harmo Knight. Harmo Knight. Alex, I hope you enjoy those recommendations. Wait, I have some. Oh, Chelsea, go! Jeez. I'm sorry, I thought you didn't have any. That's not true. Tell me your recommendations. Uh, that's fine. Um, I was actually going to say Fast Racing Neo is really fun. It's kind of like a uh, F-Zero kind of racer. Isn't that on Switch too, though? It is, there's, it's Fast Racing, like the remix. Oh. So there is one on Switch. <laughs> um, I don't, is SteamWorld Dig, Dig is also on PC now, but that Isn't is. Isn't it also on Switch? Yeah. They, is it here on Switch now? It's on Switch, yeah. Wow. Oh. Yeah, Chelsea. Whatever. Then just play Metroid Samus Returns because that's the thing I actually need to finish. That's not an eShop game. Professor Layton. That's a 3DS game. That's not an eShop game. Shut up. (laughs) Allegra, you don't have to be so pedantic. Like, it's actually not that fun. (laughs) I might be wrong. Uh, SteamWorld Dig, the original one might not be on The original one is really cool. Oh, yes, it is. Never mind. No. SteamWorld Dig is cool. Yeah. So this is both helpful for you with your 3DS and also for the future Nintendo Switch that you're going to have forever and ever. That's I don't play my be. Switch that much, actually. I've been thinking about this. Yeah. I play my 3DS way more than my Switch. That's interesting. That yeah. sounds like an op-ed for Polygon.com. 
I think also it has more games. It has more True. games. And I think yeah. I need a game for Switch. Do you guys have a game? I don't want to co-op this, but do you guys have a game that's just like super like pick up and play for the Switch? Because like I go don't. too short. Like yes. just play for 10 Celeste is very good for that. Oh! So, <laughs> oh no! I stay away from Something that game. Like lower, a lower intensity than yeah. Puyo Puyo Tetris for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why am I so upset by everything? Um, you know Puyo what? I, Puyo Puyo is not low key. Oh, oh, wait, I heard a story where Simone. Yeah, Simone was screaming during. It was Puyo scary. Puyo? Hey, okay, well, I was possessed by a ghost. <laughs> wait. So what I actually am gonna miss about my 3DS is like I was thinking about this when we're packing about packing for packs is I'm going to miss the uh, Street Pass games. Yes, and like not having puzzle pieces to collect, and those are like that's a perfect pick up and play thing for an event. Where it's like okay, I'm gonna collect these puzzle pieces, or I'm gonna do that that little dungeon quest thing that I've completed like eight times. Find me, find me, and find me too. Yes, find me too. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I'd be very happy if they did something like that for the Switch. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like, just a really, because that's what I would do with my 3DS a lot too. I would just like like to street pass people and see what game they're playing and where they're from, and then just do a little find me. I know. Games. I was like definitely into getting every state. I still feel like I'm missing a couple from the middle of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's the stuff that I'm actually gonna miss on my 3DS. Yeah, I wish the Switch had something like that. Like even that would be enough. Oh, or even the also the the little claw machine things with the the. Did you play this? Oh, one? Badge Arcade? Yeah, Badge Arcade. Yeah. That was really fun. I love too. that button. All right, Reggie, if you're listening now, you know what to do next with the, the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Reggie, our biggest fan. Reggie Fizeme. <laughs> Reggie. Reggie from Nintendo Fizeme. All right, everyone. That's the end of another episode of the Polygon Show. Uh, if you are going to PAX East this weekend, we're really looking forward to seeing you at our panel at 6 p.m. on Friday. Saturday. 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 Oh my God. The day of our panel. Everyone's just waiting for us on Friday. Oh, oh that no. would be so terrible. No. no. Pause the episode right after I said that. They're like, well, now I know. Now I know. It's, it's Friday. At the Condor it's Theater in the upstairs. In the upstairs at Saturday on 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be real good. It's going to be real silly. Okay. If you like the show, please remember to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a review if you so desire and tell your friends about it and tell them to do the same thing and then we'll just have a ton of those and it'll be super cool and if you want to send emails into the show you can send them to polygonshow at polygon.com generally we will be doing lightning rounds we didn't do any of this episode but you can tweet things tweet questions short questions to us at hashtag polygonshow we'll see those we'll think about them we'll ponder them we'll answer them Meaning to do it shortly, but doing it longly instead. All, all kinds of good words today that I am capable of. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been The Polygon Show. Polygon Show.